And before us is life and death, good and evil. And we are able to make our choice, says Sirach in our first reading. You know, um, one of the, uh, the themes of our readings today is, is that of the human free will, that we retain free will at all times, that we get to respond, if you would, um, by free choice uh, to whatever happens to us. Now, we don't always get to choose what happens to us, right? That's, that's the, the crux, right? That, that part we don't get to, in a sense, choose. But we do choose to get to react to how, what happens to us. And that's what makes all the difference. Now, what's interesting about that is um, I, I think that we get into, often I think we find ourselves into and to just doing what we've always done and not really being thoughtful about why is it that we do. Like, I'm not sure that we're conscious of how well we can choose a response. Like, for example, if somebody says something to us, uh, this particular boys and girls, something that's unpleasant, our immediate reaction can be to say something unpleasant back. Well, that's a choice. And we can train ourselves to respond to that differently because we have a free choice. We can tend to walk away from it. We can tend to say something different that may be challenging but not unpleasant. But the point is we still retain the choice, even though what somebody else says to us is unpleasant. This automatic sort of response that we tend to have, it requires of us some thoughtfulness. It requires of us to pause and to look at our lives and see how is it that we are responding? How is it that we are choosing to act in certain things? Yeah. And, and I think that when we come up to Lent, that's the purpose of Lent, is to kind of pull back all our stuff and kind of look at this more, more clearly for ourselves. How am I to be conscious, to be deliberate of how I'm responding to my spouse, to my children, to my parents, to my friends, to, my, to strangers, to people in need. And that's part of it. There's a book, let me uh, illustrate. There's a book I've been reading over the last uh, few uh, weeks that really has been very thought-provoking, and I'm going to be talking about it quite a bit. It's called Die With Zero, Die With Zero, by a guy called Bill Perkins. Now, I don't necessarily spaz everything in the book, but the, the premise is this, is that we should be living our life according to our, our own values, and, and therefore we should be living a, a most fulfilled life according to our values. And that to do that, we've got to get out of autopilot, and that we've sort of launched into autopilot. And let me give you one example. So the idea is you die with zero money. Okay, so that's it. You die with zero. The idea is that any extra money you have left over is money you worked for that you could have done, that time you spent doing that, you could have done something else. Let me give you an example he gives. So let's say you're, when you die, the money you have left, right, is in your house. Just say that you have nothing else but the house that you have left. And your house is worth, let's say, $2 million, okay? And that's all you have. And that's when you die, that's what you have. And that's what most people end up is their house, right? So if you were earning $200 an hour, which is a lot of money, not everyone's earned, but let's just be generous and say you earn $200 an hour, that house represents 10,000 hours of work, which represents five years of work. So you work five more years than you needed to to make it to the end. Five more years. So what could you have done with those five years? Could you have spent more time with family? Could you have spent more time doing the stuff that you love to do? 
Now, I, it's, an un, it's more complicated than I get it, right? It's not that simple. You can't just burn all the money. But the point is, is to, to knock you off out of autopilot and to get you to think about, well, maybe I don't work that many hours and, uh, extra and I spend more time with my children. You might say, well, I want to leave the money to my children. Well, how about leaving the money to your children when you're younger, while they're younger, when they might need it? And, and, and so it starts to um, intersect, like, how much time do we have? How much um, health do we have? How much wealth do we have? And the intersection of those three. It's a really thought-provoking book. Now, he doesn't espouse values. He's not trying to suggest to, to try and change your values. He's just saying whatever value you have, whatever you value in your life, you ought to be spending your time, your money, and your health and your wealth on that, whatever that is. Now, Here's the part, going back to the gospel. Now, Jesus does say, and the gospel and the readings say, do espouse values. It's to live according to God's laws. But, you see, the gospel and the scriptures very clearly is that if you don't know where you are, then you're not going to be able to live those laws. So they get into where are you at according to laws. Are you choosing good over evil? Are you choosing life over death? And you won't know that until you reflect on your life. And thus the, the need to, to pause and say, well, what am I spending? What, what is my values? What are my, and this is what Jesus gets to, what are my desires of my heart? Because your desires of your heart will drive your actions if you're an autopilot, for good or for bad. So the idea of, of Lenten journey is to pause and hold and start to examine where do I, what do I value? And can I, you know, can I listen to what, what Jesus says and value those things that are good and choose those things that are good for us? And if we do that, then there's a net choice. Once we make that choice, then our life follows that pattern afterwards. Now, look, I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. But it means we have to get out of autopilot and stop just doing what we've always done, but be thoughtful and be conscious of our choices, that we have free will. And how we use that free will, whether for our, ourselves or whether it's an autopilot or for others, matters a great deal because that's what we call discipleship. When we thoughtfully, deliberately choose to follow Christ and have our life follow that pattern, then we believe, this is our core of our belief, that that will be not only a fulfilled life here, but a fulfilled life for all eternity. So, what I'd, I invite you to do, Lent is only 10 days away, 11 days away, believe it or not. It's just 10 days from then, the Wednesday week. And so, what I ask you to do is think about joining us on the Lenten time and making this, we call where our theme for Lent is keeping time sacred. I, I invite you to carve out some extra time for prayer. I carve out some time for fasting. Carve out some time for almsgiving. But most of all, Let's get out of autopilot. Let's look at our lives and see, are we living according to our own values? And are those values aligned with Christ's call to follow and to love God by loving one another?